Evening, everyone. Good to be together with you again. <laughs> so, any questions tonight? Yes, on the body. Is there an internal reason that um, Balaram wasn't able to be present for the Brahmavimohanlinga? Well, yes, I did. Uh, um, <laughs> um, mention that. Uh, maybe you're looking for more internal reason, but the um, uh, I can give you an internal uh, tattva reason that might be useful. The internal the question is about the fact that during the Brahma Vimyohan Lila, when Krishna was calf herding before he came became a cow herder, um, there was a picnic lunch that was planned for the day which practically kept them up all night in excitement, the cowherds, with the the idea of this. And, um, I mean, you can imagine. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, and, uh, and this, again, has to be to do with sliding out of the chains of, of the parental... Um, uh, constraints and so forth. And this is just at the cusp of the end of his Kumar Leela, just just starting to enter in his Boganda Leela and he's hurting calves. So so um, um, they went, right? And Balaram didn't go. This is what the question is. And the reason I guess you could say the external reason was that the chains of Batsalya Rasa, as I mentioned, had him bound to um, to, to his home, um, attending to the social and familial duties of um, uh, receiving guests related to him, elders, uh, on the occasion of the day in the month that the stellar influence that presides over his annual birthday was on the uh, in the heavens, so it's like a, a mini monthly celebration of that auspicious time of the birth. Um, you can see they're pretty family oriented up there, <laughs> <laughs> and so he was chained by this. So this is pretty internal in one sense. This is from, from a Rasic point of view. He couldn't go and and pursue the Sakharas sentiments uh, prominent as they were. In the pages of the Bhagavatam, this is where this Sakharasa begins to just like uh, fraternal love just uh, just pours out onto the pages. As I said before, Krishna has three basic identities in Braj. He is the son of Nanda and Yasoda. He is the friend of Sridham and Subal. And he is a lover of Radha. So these correspond with three ages, with three types of love, with Sakya, Vatsalya, or, or Vatsalya, Sakya, and Madurja, right? Romantic love, friendly love, going backwards, and, um, and uh, parental love. So the, the, the personality of Krishna then corresponds with, with the love of Krishna. So, um, 
the uh, Bhagavatam's twelfth uh, chapter of the tenth canto is the beginning of this this center covering several chapters that focus on this a distinct uh, personality of Krishna, the friend of Sri and Subal, his fraternal love. Just prior to that, we have chapters, the Dhammadar Leela uh, covers several chapters, the whole of that, that is that constitutes the Vatsalya center of the 10th canto. It focuses on this um, personality of Krishna, the son of Nanda and Yashoda. And then you have five chapters, uh, 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 the, the Ras Pantajai, the five chapters uh, celebrating his and conforming with his uh, adolescence. And these are the chapters in which he consummates his relationship with the gopis, escaping into the night on Sard Purnim of this beautiful uh, month, and um, so forth. So, the way in which this this Sakiras makes its appearance in the Sakiras center of the Bhagavatam is is very uh, pronounced. It's 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 just like just bursts onto the pages of the, of the text with Krishna blowing his horn hmm, to call all the boys, which is typically something in an average everyday life, day in the life of Krishna, Balaram would do so. It's a peculiar uh, kind of, um, I want to say, um, uh, um, um, departure from the norm. Hmm? And um, and, then, and this is in relation to the this picnicking, which is also a departure from the norm. So it's an extra kind of excitement that it, that it begins with. Uh, not that the morning breakfast of the cowards and Krishna and Nanda's house isn't an exciting uh, affair. It, it's quite uh, good <laughs> uh, and uh, and uh, and lighthearted and so forth. But still, it is it is a chaperoned uh, event, hmm? and so the, the, the Sakiras Center begins with unchaperoned calf herding at the very end of the Kumar Leela, and. So forth. So it's very. It comes with. It begins with a lot of excitement, and appropriately so. Um, and so the fact that Balaram was constrained by the chains of parental affection and, and social. He wasn't even looking at like more like social responsibilities. How boring! And I, I have to sit here and and so forth. And he hears Krishna blowing the horn, and he's imagining what. What might you know? What might happen out there today? And I mean, what happened was super extraordinary, right? He missed a day, and a, a day turned into a year, if you know the story. And uh, <laughs> and and that and so that's the one side. Now the tattva point that's that's in there that's important hmm, um, is 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 one that in an, in a in a more prominent sense. Brings out the Vatsalya aspect of Balaram's um, Sakirasa. You have to dig a little bit to um, within the pages of the Bhagavatam to understand that why he's not there and the fact that he's not there. I'm just Krishna's blowing the horn. This is all implied, right? So if you know a little bit, you realize, oh, if he's not there, it must be a reason. Uh-huh. 
look at the chart, this is the reason, and so forth. Uh, of course, this is what, what our acharyas do, living in the texts and so on and so forth, filling in, filling in the details. As Sugadeva only had seven days to talk about it, and um, you can see it's troublesome because twice in the uh, in the Brahma Vimohan Lila he passed out. Mm-hmm. Twice he passed out. It became quite a concern um, for Parikshit Maharaj, who arranged for his son, Jamajai, to bring cartels in Murdunga in case he passed out again, because then Nard Muni was there, he could give us a Dukirtan. And this is a famous <laughs> commentary from ancient commentators. So, again, Kirtan is bringing them to the surface of their Kirtan. <laughs> they're really uh, the meditative meditation that they're in as a result of Kirtan. So, Kirtan within Kirtan. So, um, so, uh, 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 at any rate, the at the end of the year, well, okay. So Krishna was in the forest, and uh, and they were absorbed in their play, and uh, uh, a they got so absorbed in their play that they needed the lila shakti, who's the yogamaya form of yogamaya orchestrating the leelas, needed to intercede in order that the lila might proceed, hmm? uh, because they were so absorbed in their play that. Now just imagine how absorbed they were in their play in the forest that they forgot about their picnic lunch, which is what they were so excited about <laughs> to start with, <laughs> carrying their lunches on their shoulders on a stick and so forth. In order to be uninhibited in their play and not have to play with only one hand, they hung their lunches on tree branches and then they became absorbed and started climbing the branches and imitating the monkeys and b- jumping like the frogs and imitating the birds flying in the sky um, by holding their arms out and running and so forth. And, uh, and, and the description of their absorption in the, um, the play is something that causes Sugadev to become stunned. And I think we mentioned this the other day. He becomes stunned at this. And he, he said, Kritapunjapu, itam, itam satam, and he says, oh, you know, the, the, the jnanis, the yogis, they attain Brahman, Paramatma, and uh, and then there's bhaktas who attain Vaikuntha in the darshan of Narayan and so on. But all of this is, is nothing compared to what these boys have attained, the kind of intimacy that they've attained in associating with God on, like, on, as equals. And he is just... Absolutely, uh, reaching a peak moment of, of transcendental uh, astonishment, and uh, he concludes the verse "Krita Punja Punja." Is that what kind of pious activities must they have performed for how long and to what extent to be able to have attained this hmm? ideal? Hmm? Of course, you can't attain that ideal just by good karma. Hmm? So if you you know the philosophy, then you have to interpret the words uh, punya differently than they might ordinarily be interpreted as good good karma, because by good karma you cannot get bhakti. Hmm? Bhakti is uh, fortunately takes away our good karma, along with our bad karma, right? Hmm? So um, of course uh, it's described by Jiva Goswami that uh, how, how they got there. Hmm? That's also there. 
in, in, in another another text, in a commentary in Bhakti or Samrita Sindhu. They come from three places. Hmm? They come from already being there. Hmm? Nityasiddhas, like Sudam, uh, Sridam, hmm? uh, Mahabhala, uh, 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 eternal associates. They have anadi siddha samskars. They have beginningless impressions for sakirasa. They have no beginning. They're also called ragatmikas. Hmm? Spontaneous love is inborn. Ragatmika, the rag, is atmika. It's it's within their atma. Sometimes we wonder if bhakti inherent. It is in them. <laughs> So this is a different kind of atma, right? These atmas are 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 cons- constituted of the sarup shakti. Hmm? They are f- veritably forms of bhakti, of prema bhakti. Love has a shape hmm? that it might express itself. Hmm? So they are the vessels of such such love, hmm? and that love is eternally existing. Right, Krishna Prem Nityasiddha Sadhukabunai. But Shravanadi Sudha Chite Kodai. So it's this this Krishna Prem that they are the embodiments of in this case Sakya Prem. Krishna Nityasiddha Krishna Prem. This Prem is eternal, eternally perfect. Sadhukabunai, it's not a product of anything like this world that doesn't exist. And then you do something, and then you then it exists, and you get it. Hmm? It's not it's not something that's caused. It's uncaused. It's it's uh, uh, it's uh, uh, beyond karmic cause and effect. It means to say that this is good news to us. The goal that we want to attain is eternal. Hmm? It has no beginning. It has it has it has no end. Krishna distinguishes his own abode, where this is taking place in the Aprakat and Manifest Leela, from all other realms in the world in the Gita. Abrahma Bhuvana Lukar, Punaravartino Arjuna, Mamu Peta Tukontaya, Punarjan Manabidite. Unlike even up to the Brahmalok, hmm? from where people return. Not everybody. Everybody goes up from there. Some go up from there, but you but you can't from where you can return. Hmm? Hmm. Unlike any of these realms, my abode is different. The characteristic, he says, of my abode is it is a place from which no one falls. No, a place of no return. He says it repeatedly in the Gita, maybe about three times. Hmm? 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 Yatad bhashate sudo nashashan kunapabaka yadgatvan anivartante taddama paramamama. Another place. Beautiful chapter. 15th chapter. One of the most beautiful chapters. <laughs> They're all like that. But when I was writing my commentary in the Gita, I tell you honestly, every chapter I thought, wow, that's the best chapter. <laughs> I, I mean, I really, I really felt like I thought, <laughs> I just really was actually astounding to me. That's the way the way it's put together, the logic of it, the points that are being raised, and so forth. Some of them are, of course, arguably sweeter than others. That that's true. But just how they were put together, and so forth. Um, so, 
there in that 15th chapter he says Natadbashete Suryo in my abode there is no need for sun for moon for probably electricity it's this fire but fire it's a form of the fire no need for light for, for sun moon or uh, uh, fire uh, a devotee recently wrote on the conversation I was involved in he said that in Goloka in Aprakat Gokul Hmm? On earth, the gopis' eyes blink, being made by the creator Brahma. But in Golok, and, they, and then for a second, they don't see him, and it's it's a catastrophe. But in Golok, there's no Brahma, and 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 and, and there's no no eyelids to blink. I said, oh, you might want to read the tantra on that. Uh, we had go to me. It says, and there are devas there, and there are all the elements. Earth, water, fire, but they're all of a spiritual uh, nature. And there's blinking. If there's no blinking, there's no anurag. This anurag. Anurag is a certain uh, intensification of the stai, the dominant emotion of Madhurya Rasa, in the case of the Braj Gopis, and in the case of the Priyanarmasakas. These two can experience anurag. And up and beyond, hmm? rag anurag, mahabhav. Hmm? That's not experienced in uh, in in Batsali rasa, hmm? or dasi rasa, or ordinary sakhi rasa. But amongst the priyanarma sakas and the brajgopis, anurag. It means it's it's very hard to explain these ideas, but it's something like this: that in anurag, Krishna appears as if I've never seen him before. I'm seeing him for the first time. Every time you see him, in between the blinking of your eyes, I blinked, and there he... And he's newer and fresher. <laughs> it's incredible. So there's Anurag and Golok, you can be sure of that. And there's no separate... The, the One of the primary, I would say, the primary distinguishing characteristic between the unmanifest Leela, where one enters into a samadhi and never comes out of and and the leela that as it manifests on earth to help us go there is that the earthly manifestation of the leela is overwhelmingly characterized by separation Hmm. we're talking about the braj leela because after 11 12 years old krishna leaves apparently right Hmm. goes to mature goes to dwarka and they're waiting for him long time for him to come back, return, and so forth. Whereas in in Golok, then hmm, he's, he, he, he doesn't go to Mathura, and for the most part, <laughs> and, uh, and Dwarka, and so on and so forth. So it's characterized more by union. But that doesn't mean that they don't have eyes that blink. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Or the Krishna doesn't sometimes go behind a tree while cowherding, and cowherds pass out at the, at the loss of of seeing him and so forth, so that these are the two like mm, I want to say the high and the low tide of love, union and separation. And they what they do is they they foster one another. Separation fosters union. Union turns to separation, and and in this way it's ongoing. An ongoing becoming and growing and developing. Prem is full and always expanding. Hmm? Sometimes materialists have asked me when I was younger. 
used to have conversations with people on the street selling books. Sometimes I'd get a question where they would say, well, if you're always happy, how would you know you were, you know, you were sad? Or if you're always happy, how would you know? If you don't have sadness, how, do you, how would you know that you're happy? I didn't think it was such a good question, but I think I'd know. But, <laughs> but, but of course, we have sadness also in Golok, so no problem. <laughs> we, we have the sadness of separation that makes the heart grow fonder. <clears throat> so, um, yes, so their Dave was there too. They're, they're special. Special kind of Dasya Bhakti they have. For the sake of the Leela, so there's a sun there, but Krishna says in the Gita there is, there's no need for a sun. There's no need for a sun in terms of the sun's capacity to. Sun is a is a is a is a representation of luminosity, hmm? light. Just like sometimes you see graphically, the he gets an idea and there's a, a light bulb in his head. So light and luminosity, knowledge, knowing. So when Krishna says there's no need for light, however kind, fire, um, moon, sun, moon, fire, means it's self-luminous. It's a, it's a, it's, it constitutes a kind of knowing. There's the end of knowing, which is Rajavidya, Rajaguyam, Pavitramidamutamam. Gita says in the ninth chapter, which is a very sweet chapter <laughs> in the center of the book, what that... The end, I'm going to tell you now, Arjun, what? Rajavidya. And that Rajavidya, that king Raj of, of knowledge, is Rajavidya, um, Rajaguyam. It's the king of secrets also. It means, what is the highest knowledge? Not even, not even the jnanis know. Hmm? It's a secret even the jnanis don't know about. Hmm? The high, and, and what does he say? Because the jnanis, what's the highest knowledge? It's got to be a pretty complicated thing. Wow! Get your head, you know. Get some, take some. Where's our June? What herb will we take to make our brain grow? Um, Brahmi, hmm, something. <laughs> hmm? oh, no, what? Ginkgo. Yeah, ginkgo. Yeah, I heard it works. Yeah. <laughs> so, with the highest knowledge, you're going to have to have a big brain to accommodate it, right? So there's, a, there's whoa, Krishna's going to tell the highest knowledge and it's, it's a secret. And what is it? Manmanabha, put your head on the ground. <laughs> That's what he said. Don't let it get fat. Hmm? Use your head to make to soften your heart. Manmanabhava madbhakto, madhyajimam namaskur. He says, the highest knowledge is, comes to this, make pranam to me. Hmm? Think of me, love me. That's easy. Even if you even if you got a half a brain, it's it's it's, it's possible. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> really, <right? Yeah. laughs> so there's so there's no there's no need for sun, there's no need for fire in terms of lum. It's a place of knowing is what it means. But for bhava hmm, and the love to be played out, which is the end of knowledge, then there is a sun, there is a moon, hmm, for the sake of the setting and and for the, the feelings to be expressed and so those are the romantic harvest moon and uh, and and so forth and um, and their gods and 
and, and goddesses and all. It's a, it's a very human-like uh, lila. Hmm? But he says, It is a place of luminosity. It is a place of knowing. Hmm? And, and, and because it is the place of having that corresponds with the full knowing, hmm? then going there, nothing remains to be known. Certainly, you're not going to return to a place of ignorance. Hmm? Once you've attained complete knowledge. Hmm? So he says, there's no return from that place. Hmm? It's the end of knowing. Hmm? And it constitutes, as, of course, as the Gita plays out for the place of loving, hmm? highest love. Hmm? So, um, so it, it manifests on earth, a form of it, a trailer. Hmm? <laughs> okay, it's the trailer of the uppercut uh, theaters, right, as I said earlier. Hmm? You can also see it on air, but if you go fly long distance, then they have a, all these different movies on the back of your the guy's seat in front of you. You can this one, that one are all playing at the same time. Yeah. So, Aprakat Leela, something like that, right? And so this the Prakat Leela, the manifest Leela, is like a trailer. This is what what it's about. The same the bhavas are there, and they play them out themselves out a, a, a little a little differently from different angles and and so on and so forth. Hmm? Just enough to just to whet your appetites, right, and uh, and, and uh, uh, increase your desire to to, to go there. Without that prakat lila, who would know, right? Who could go there, right? So, um, so, uh, so, Brahma Vimohan and Balaram, and somehow we got into describing something about the nature of the. Right. Yeah. So, the, so, so, right. So there are the Nidjasiddhas. So, who are Sugadev says? Who are the people? How do they get there? Hmm? How do they become these coward boys? Jiva Goswami explains. Well, there's three. There's three ways that place they came up. There are the Nidjasiddhas who are always there. Hmm? They have inborn Sakirati for Krishna. They are, as I was saying, thank you, Maharaj, the personification of the eternal bhava that, whether it be gopi bhava or gopa bhava, that we can attain. And it's important, what the point I was making, that that which we seek to attain is eternal. Isn't that why we're doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why we? You know, there are many other things we could be doing. When I was a young boy, young man, about 22, 21, I used to sit in actually in a Santa Cruz Mountains and just think, what am I going to do with myself? And I would go through all these like possibilities. I could be a this. I could be a that. I could be a, and not, all of them they they all ended. I thought they all they just don't. I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. So. Then I read the Siddhartha, and I thought, be, I said, monk, I'll be a monk. You know, try that. So, um, so we, uh, um, we come to this in order to attain something extraordinary, hmm? to attain a kind of perfection, if you will, that, that, would be, that, it, that it would be a contradiction if it was prone to imperfection. How can perfection 
be prone to imperfection. You understand the point, right? So, the there there are the bhava, the love, the emotional ecstasy. The, the prem is made up of this, this distilled bhava. So this bhava or prem, we can refer to it by both terms, it, it is eternally existing and embodied in this case with the, with this paternal love in these boys. So this is where they come. How do they get there? Some of them have always been there. Hmm? If Krishna is an object of fraternal love and that possibility resides in him, then there has to be personifications of that love. These Krishna and the cowards then are the, technically speaking, the Vishayalamban of Vibhav and the Ashrayalamban of Vibhav. For the absolute to be rasa, rasa as the Taitrayu Upanishad says, he is rasa. Hmm? Then there has to be a... a, a it's not really like monotheistic. It's diadotheistic. It's a it's a it's a it's a two. It's a two that are one. Like I said, the two love and the object of love are different. But if you take one away, you don't have the other one. We said that the other day, right? So the, so they're in, in, inseparable, interpenetrable. Hmm? This is the achinti bed a metaphysic of of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? So, um, uh, so some of them are already there. They have an adhisi to some scars. What we need is to get those some scars, hmm? those impressions, hmm? through sadhusanga, hmm? right? So then, the two there are two others. They come from two other places by the same method. They are called sadhana siddhas. And Jiva Goswami says, they come from heaven, the celestial world, and they come from the earth. And of course, those who come from the celestial world came from the earth to go to the celestial world. How do they get there? Hmm? They practiced, but they didn't perfect themselves. Hmm? So, Suchinam Shimatam Geheyu Brashtabhijayate, Gita says, sixth chapter. They went to heaven. Now, they went to heaven by practicing bhakti yoga, right? Hmm? But they weren't perfect in their bhakti yoga, and they hadn't been practicing for a long time. They weren't close to being perfect, perhaps, but they were. So they went to heaven. The implication, of course, is that to go to the celestial world, you've got to really be good at practicing the Barnashram, which, if you make any little mistake, it's a problem. <laughs> you don't get the desired result. And it's a rule-based um, um, love. love. You've got to have all the rules got to be followed perfectly. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, uh, here, in this instance, someone was practicing bhakti-yoga or yoga, spiritual practice, rather than karma, hmm? A, a religious life, a spiritual life, and they wouldn't perfect their spiritual life by imperfect, the point is, spiritual practice, you can get the result of perfect practice in the karma marg. So it's an argument for go for it. Hmm? <laughs> what if I'm not successful? You know, how can you be, <laughs> you will be way more successful than even if you're completely successful in the, in the, in the, in the karma marg. Hmm? Right? This is what Narada told 
to, to Vyas also he made this point. Hmm? Even if you, out of immaturity, hmm, you pursue this life and it's not successful, then you pick up where you left off or you go to heaven. Now they went to heaven for a different reason. They weren't aiming at going to heaven, but they went there. So they're different amongst those. So when Krishna comes and manifests the Prakat Leela, the Leela on earth, what happened? Hmm? Then the gods, well, well, of course, before he did the gods at this problems on earth, they went to Brahma, he asked Brahma to communicate with Vishnu because he has that rapport with him the way that the other gods don't, right? He had the antardarshan of Krishna and, and Narayan hmm? at the dawn of creation. So he goes to the shore of the ocean of milk and telepathically, meditatively communicates with Vishnu and says, I'm coming. Hmm? I'll be there in a minute. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, w- without telling Brahma, uh, he uh, also said to himself, I'm coming in the form of Krishna because I made a promise to the Braj Basis, the people of Braj, after you stole one of the gopis from there for your wife as Gayatri, if, when you were doing a sacrifice and you needed a wife and your other wife, Savitri, uh, or what is the name, Saraswati, wasn't, wasn't around, so you had one of your henchmen go and steal one of these earthly gopis from the Braj, a young girl, and married her. Her name is Gayatri, and they all complained to me at that time, so I said, I'll make up for it. I'll take birth in your, in your community at some point. So here's my opportunity. He's come, I'm going to come now as Krishna, as a gopa. As a gopa, I will come. So, <laughs> side story, but beautiful. Uh, so, uh, when he comes to earth, then he also says what? And tell the devas... Hmm? Let the celestial world empty out to whatever extent amongst you. Choose some or something. Let him come here and assist me. Hmm? So the implication is these devas who kept, who were pursuing sakirasa and had successful weren't successful entirely went to heaven and they just they happen you can be there for a long time so. The day of Krishna's, the day of Brahma comes, Krishna manifests, and then they, they come from there. They're a type of sadhana siddhas, and then there are those who come from earth, right? Who take birth in the Prakat Leela, who have attained further, and as a result, their next birth is to take birth in the trailer, in the Prakat Leela, to experience that which can't be taught, anurag, hmm? mahabhav. You can't teach it. You can't attain it by sadhana. Hmm? Therefore, necessity for the intensification, intensification of the stayibhav to, uh, fun- to function in the lila of associating with those nityasiddha persons uh, in, a, in a different rasa. So that's where the Sukadev wondered where they come from. Of course, uh, now this is all. Where they came from? They came from bhakti. Hmm? By bhakti they came there. Only by bhakti can you get bhakti. Hmm? An extraordinary type of bhakti. It's a, he's asking, what what is it? What is that? What peculiar thing is that? Yes, it's peculiar. It's called rag bhakti. It's a very peculiar 
uh, form of, of bhakti that's unleashed on the world by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Once in the day of, of Brahma. Hmm? Very extraordinary. So, anyway, so Sukadeva is marveling at the, the, the play of these, these boys. It was so intense that they forgot, as I said, about that which they were so intensely excited about, the picnic lunch. Hmm? And there were their lunches hanging on the tree, and 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 so Leela Shakti had to enter into the scene in order to distract them from their play. So what did she do? She allowed Agasura to come. How do you think he could get there? Hmm? There's another way to look at Well, Brahma Kamsa sent him there. Hmm? But no, yeah, that's a relative reason. But from a primary internal reason, Leela Shakti had to make a big arrangement to distract these boys from their play. And this is a pretty big arrangement, right? For a python, you know, big enough to swallow them all at once to appear on the path with his mouth open and so frozen in their tracks and startled. and, uh, And it became another opportunity for playing, but... There would be implications of that play. They would, of course, enter the mouth of Agasur, and Krishna would go on after them, which was Agasur's plan. And then he would close his mouth, but which was unplanned by Agasur, is that Krishna would expand himself within his um, body, and and he would have to come out the top of his head like a yogi. Hmm? And then he was given sarupya. Mukti, as we described the other day, and entered into the body of Krishna. And Brahma's hearing about this and started to think, hmm, what's going on? Does Krishna come from Narayan? Does Narayan come from Krishna? I mentioned that, right, the other day. So, this is this was a diversion. Hmm? Why did Agasura get liberated by Krishna? I mean, he had pretty good, uh, uh, evil intentions, right? We could say, well, that's he's very merciful. That That's true, but also, he actually provided some amusement mm-hmm. for Krishna's friends. Krishna's friends looked and said, some of them said, I think it's a big serpent. Some of them said, I think it's a cave. Mm-hmm. And then they, they debated with one another. And, uh, and, and in, in, in either, in, in, in some saw them as a serpent, some saw them as a cave, but each saw, them, saw it as... Him as his tongue as an adventure was like forked, so you go in it, you can go this way or that. <laughs> and what what possibilities lie, lie there? Adventure. <laughs> when I was a kid, <laughs> I had a straw, and I thought, I wonder if I can catch that straw, that pin. There was a pin on the table in my teeth. <laughs> so this is Poganda. <laughs> <laughs> No fear, but a little bit crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I swallowed a pen. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's more to the story. But <laughs> uh, so you still need parents in your program to leave. But <laughs> so, so this is so. So he provided some amusement for them, and and, and so because he did that, the Krishna took that as primary, hmm? and then he then uh, when, by giving him a sarupya mukti, 
he also caused his serpent's body to remain, um, rather than decaying, to remain as a place of pastimes for his for his friends. Hmm? So, he, he, if you please Krishna's friends, you're, you're, you're even unintentionally you're you're doing good, right? Hmm? There's a, one of my garbhas told the story. I've told it before how he was probably was coming to some uh, place to give a talk, and it was. Uh, the rented facility, and outside there was a doorman who was opening the doors for all the cars, and so that was what he did. And so then Prabhupada's car came up and he opened the door for Prabhupada, and Prabhupada came out. And my Gabbard who was there, he said he thought at the time, he opened the right door this time. All he's doing is opening the doors, but this time he opened the door and Prabhupada came out, and now his good, for, his good fortune has begun. Hmm? He, and the Prabhupada said, thank you. He pleased the devotee, such a devotee. Hmm? So it was a, be- a beginning. He didn't know it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so from there, of course, then uh, a picnic lunch ensues, and and and, and then Brahma looks in at that, and he's bewildered by the intimacy of the boys that exceeds now the intimacy in their play previously, which had fascinated Sukadev, and so uh, Brahma comes in and tries to sort it all out. Right, and, and and you know he he tries to steal the coward the calves and the coward boys to see what Krishna will do, and um, he doesn't realize that Krishna's orchestrated his coming there by his omniscience to teach him something, and um, that uh, what, what Krishna does is is he he, he places the, the the calves and the coward boys in a particular prakash. Hmm? That their life goes on like like nothing happened. Hmm? What what happens in that prakash is there's an eternal moment where Krishna said, "Stay here. Don't be disturbed in your lunch taking. I'll bring the calves back. It'll just be a second. Hmm? And that second goes for a year of earthly time. But there's no passage of time in that prakash. That's not boy. It's not frozen either. Hmm? You understand? It's not frozen like." They become inanimate or something, but that second goes on for a year. And so when Krishna comes back, of course, he, you know his story, he manifested himself as all the coward boys. And it's a whole long story because so much goes on there. But then Brahma realized that at some point what was the power of Krishna. And then Krishna made the whole thing, his opulence disappear. And then there was just the boys there. And that, he stepped into that Prakash and brought Brahma in there with him. And then it. It fully opened up and uh, and so forth. So all this went on, and Brahma and you know, Krishna showed himself to be all the boys, and Narayan's coming from him, and, and such extraordinary Aishvarya to teach Brahma, in no uncertain terms, Krishna's too Bhagavan Swayam. Hmm? Hmm? You get this foundational stone of tattva in place for his rag bhakti. Hmm? If you want to do rag bhakti, you have to give unlimitedly to Krishna. But if you want to do that, you have to know where to, or you have to give unlimitedly to God, but you have to know, uh, you want to give unlimitedly love without any restriction, without any reservation, without holding back. But you have to find a, a center that can take it unlimitedly. Even Narayan can't take it unlimitedly if you want to love him like a friend. Hmm? So that is Krishna. So that is Krishna's two Bhagavan Swami, the importance of that. So, at any rate, then. Balaram missed missed all of this, right? Hmm? So 
the other reason that, that he missed all this for this whole arrangement was that at the towards the end of the year, hmm, when the boys who were all now manifestations of Krishna and the calves who were all manifestations of Krishna were uh, uh, returning to the village on one e- one evening, Balaram noticed the extraordinary measure of the cowherd parents' affection for their their boys and the cows' affection for their calves who had already been weaned. They left the calves who were milking them from them and ran down the hill hmm, to meet calves who had already been weaned, who now were all unbeknownst to them manifestations of Krishna. So their affection for Krishna exceeded the affection for their uh, 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 own, own calves, and and so, and then the coward men couldn't control them, and they raced down the hill and tumbled, and 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 then they and then they met their sons, and then they showed extraordinary affection. Balaram said, "What's what's going on here?" Hmm? Balaram's wondering, "What what?" And then he he figures out that this. He relies on his omniscience, and he comes very clearly to the conclusion: this is this is an arrangement of the of the shakti of Krishna, the power the power of Krishna. He's he 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 my my master. He's done this, and he offers beautiful prayers in his mind to Krishna. So it's it's an instance in which in the Bhagavatam um, it is illustrated prominently that Balaram has bundled with his sakya, this um, batsalya. Hmm? It it's guru bhav in this case. And, 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 and so that's a point, that it's a, it's a principal point at the end of that uh, 13th chapter. And it, 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 it speaks further of the Krishna as the fountainhead of everything, that even, even what's big Brahma was bewildered, Balaram was bewildered by what he was, the opulence that he was um, uh, manifesting. So it's a, it's it's a, uh, arranged to um, bring home uh, uh, again that much further this very important point of the uh, uh, kind of divinity of Bhagavan, Tvayam Bhagavan, Sri Krishna as the fountainhead of all uh, forms of divinity, which is, again, very important uh, for us to uh, you know, now practice. These are the chapters in which that Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam is played out in a narrative form. Is that, anyway, some some kind of answer? <laughs> all right, yeah. Internal reason. Hmm. Help us. Balaram Jiki Jaya. Okay, so nice to see with you. What's the time? Okay, so we stop there, get together again tomorrow. Shishi Gorada Madhavakida Gor Bhaktavindaki Banchakalpatarubya Sakrasindavi.